Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. We're back. Episode 230, 230, guys. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, amazing. Um, but yeah, there were fights. You guys watched fights? I saw the bare knuckles. I stumbled upon the uh the prospects show which was okay but i have mixed feelings about and uh and then they had the friday show the normal bkfc 49 was dynamite there's some good good fights all around with will about i didn't i i did not have it in me to get up at 2 a.m for the uh ufc didn't see it Max Holloway gets the W. Uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that. And then once I get through the fights and stuff, I thought I'd open up. I'll put a link in the chat. You know, I see call in, ask questions, say what's up. I give it to you. Oh, man. So, yeah. We watched the uh, the prospects. Any of you guys see the prospects at all? The prospects bare knuckles. I like. I mean, I like the. I get it. I like the idea. You know, it's an. It's a chance for a promotion to showcase their lesser known people. Um, it's a chance for them to to get their uh, um, their promotion, their brand seen on TV. Or, or you know they have sponsorships and those type of opportunities i get it it's, there's good stuff there but there's so much um there's so much of a damage taken there's so much uh <laughs> tissue scarring and broken orbitals and messed up hands that it's it's like i don't know is that the right path i don't know i'm not saying i know the answer but it seems like those early fights, people making hundreds of dollars, getting knuckles in the face, you know, where it's like, <laughs> is it safer to have other fights for a while first, get a name in, in MMA or boxing where you're not getting that type of scar tissue? I mean, I guess you're trading off brain. <laughs> damage to facial bone and tissue damage <clears throat> what's best i don't know time will tell i guess are doctors paying attention to <laughs> somebody somebody taking notes because it seems like i don't know it'd be like uh amateur bare knuckle i would very i'd be from what i know about fighting and stuff i would be very against amateur bare knuckle fighting that seems very exploitative because you you know there's a level of spectacle that's going to draw in some dollar signs when you put bare knuckles on something and people are going to want to come and see some bare knuckle fights um i don't know man i feel like there should be a <laughs> there should be a baseline there's another why, reason why i feel like there needs to be like a combat sports wide uh, association you know, we have the Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association. 
I kind of think it would be smart to have like a multi-tiered just combat sports association because then everybody could pool together and make sure there's some baselines. Because like if you're you're fighting bare knuckles, you should be guaranteed a certain <laughs> a certain baseline of money. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. T. Paul Paul is saying, can we talk about how some managers are too cozy with the UFC? Yeah, that's a real thing. It's been a real thing for a while. Um, and it's, it's man, it goes deeper than that. Because I, I, that little clip from me being on that serious show, Jimmy Smith's uh, dropped in. You know, we're talking about how we're wishing that more of the the, the documents. And I was wrong in that clip. I said it's around 100,000, over 100,000. It's way over 100,000. It's Rob Macy thinks it's close to a million. It's over a million. That was, in his opinion, his estimation. And there's only a small amount of those papers that are actually getting used in the trial. So only a small amount of them are getting going to be shown to people. You know, it's tiny, teeny tiny. So there's a lot of other stuff that's hidden away. But when that little clip came out, I got a few more messages from people talking about other uh, management companies and shady business from those management companies and how the management companies play favorites and they won't get their guys as many fights as somebody else. And, uh, you know, it's a whole different layer of screwing fighters over, you know, because they sign these guys to their contracts the fighters have no idea what's going on because it's the only manager they have and all the managers are doing the same kind of crap it's like old old hollywood man you got somebody and you think they're they're hustling for you and trying to get you shows and trying to get you auditions but they're not they just put you on the shelf they're giving somebody else the opportunities because they they see that they can make more money off of them Maybe you win fights, but you're not exciting. Oh, so now he's like, screw that guy. I'm not going to give him the fight because he's not going to make as much money. It's just monopolies poison the well, guys. Everything becomes dirtied when a monopoly is formed. Everything gets poisoned in its veins. That's just what happens. James asking a question here saying, is it possible to self-manage only for so long? And it's just, you know, you're going to do the best for you. <laughs> so the promoter and you're going to bump heads. The promoter's not going to like you. I made a tweet about this the other day. I said, if, you're, if, if your promoter and your manager get along, then your manager is screwing you over. I use more colorful language than screw, but that's what I tweeted on the Twitter sphere. Um, let's talk about the prospects though, because I like watching fights and there were fights on and they were bare knuckles and that's pretty dang good. So I watched and I wasn't disappointed. Um, I will say that for the most part, they weren't like crazy fights. I didn't really see any big standouts um, other than the last two. The, I mean, the last two fights stuck out the most for different reasons. Okay, let's talk about the first one right here. Perdomo and Shaw, two big boys. Shaw is a monster. He's a monster of a man, huge person. And um, 
Perdamo was beastly, but he was about around 230, I think, about, about 230 pounds. He could move fast. Look at those hands. Look how big those hands are. He's got big old hands. And he was doing some, no, I'm not going to call I'm not saying Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson-esque slipping, huh, huh, body to the head. It was really fun. Um, I think we need to pay attention to this, bro, because um, he fought like a monster. I'm going to see if I can find. I know I have it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring up the Insta, Instagram, because I think they got at least one of his knockdowns. I think they got one of his knockdowns um, up. Yeah, I think this is the one. Boom. It's kind of a delayed one. The guy fell. He counted it. I think he counted. I can't remember if he counted out or if he just let him up. Should have counted it. <laughs> but that was that is a behemoth. I don't know if you can see the sheer power that's released when that guy is uh throwing. One more time. See, he's like slipping, slipping. When he gets hit, he's all right. When he gets hit, he's all right. He just keeps moving. I don't, I don't see him getting uh, shook up. Oh, come on. One more time. But that was the first knock, knockdown. But I don't. I can't remember if they counted it, if they gave my a standing count. But it should have been. He <laughs> uh, was tough, man. Yeah, you uh, you said it, Paul. He's my favorite, one hundred percent. He's the best right now, hands down. The best in combat sports commentary right now is Chris Lytle. That's what I'm saying. T-ball Paul is saying Chris Lytle is actually good at commentary for PKFC. What do you mean? You sound surprised, Paul. He's from Indiana. I want you to know we're all fine and esteemed gentlemen with the uh, the gift of gab and silver tongues, as long as incredibly handsome men. It's common knowledge. <clears throat> I didn't get to see um, Smith fight, but yeah, he's. I don't know even what decline. Like, I never really seen him rise up that high. Yeah, he fought some good guys, but what was his biggest win? T-Ball Paul says, again, what I don't get is a company like Iterum. They have 300 fighters. They have guys fighting each other in top 10. You're not wrong. And in... I've I've received emails, or not emails. I've gotten DMs from people who've commented about Iridum and uh, them maybe not doing their uh, fiduciary responsibility all the way for their athletes. But yeah, that, that should be that's a problem. That's a problem. If you have that many athletes, that should not be allowed. It's not should not be allowed. It should be one hundred percent illegal. I'm sorry. I think uh, NFL players get. Or NFL managers, they're only allowed like three players or something, something crazy like that. It's like very, very small amount. But it's exactly for that reason. 
to make sure that they don't monopolize talent. Undercut players make it anti-competitive in any way. Uh, and then, yeah, so bro's a monster, right? Perdomo. Great head movement. Had his hands up. Huge wrecking ball-sized fists. He's 2-0 now, and he looks like a menace. I think he's younger, too. I don't have age on this thing, but I think he's in his 20s somewhere. He's baby. He's a baby. I'm excited. This is this is a, a wrecking ball of a guy. He's not that big. So do they have a 220-type weight class in bare knuckles or in boxing? They say he got a 236. The guy who fought was 267. That guy was a house. That was a monster. I want to see Perdomo fight some of the name guys. But I guess, like, yeah, what do you do? Do you take it slow? Do you take the slow approach with somebody like this in bare knuckles? Oh, no, let's get him five more bare knuckle fights before we throw him in to the top people. Is that the smart way to go? Or is it like throw him in the deep before his face is, you know, all cut up and broken or like what's the proper what's the proper path? What's what's I'm sorry. What's the pro proper uh, strategy? What's the proper way through? I need a probably need to talk to like a gypsy bare knuckle boxer. They probably know more. Do you need to get like your first hundred knockouts before you start going to the big tent and challenging people? I don't know what the rules are on that. Uh, but yeah, Perdomo should be fun. Should be fun. Let's throw him in there. Let's throw him in there with somebody. Again, put him on the main thing. Put him on the main thing. He doesn't need to be on the uh, prospects. He's been, he's been prospected. He's been prospected. Let's get him up. Let's get him up on the uh, <clears throat> pay-per-view. Let's do it. And then the main, the main, the main event. I don't, I don't know. Did you guys watch this? Did you watch it? I'm gonna share. Yeah, I, I just. This blonde chick. Just, I don't think. Looked like she ever had fought before. And the girl with the black hair, good head movement, hand speed was all right. Just zero power. Just touch, 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 touch. Like sparring. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it was, it was kind of painful. I thought it was painful <clears throat> to watch. It was painful to watch. That blonde girl had no business fighting. I feel like there should be somebody from the commission standing nearby and, and should be able to see that first round. Be like, what are you? Nope. I don't think she'd ever sparred before. She stood there with her head down, and every time she threw or somebody threw something, she just kind of ducked her head, and then she did this. And, like, you could kind of, you could kind of see her say that combination uh, – in her head before she threw it. One, two, three. One, two, three. Like over and over and over, right? Yeah, she's was she south far? She just keeps switching up a bunch. 
I think she was just flopping all over the place. Yeah, she kept switching her feet from back and forth. Every time she got hit, she'd step back, and then she was the other side. Come on. No snap. She spent more time on her costume. I'm sorry, man. Guys, this isn't Instagram. This isn't Instagram. This isn't YouTube. You're not here to get likes and follows. You're not role-playing. This is not a role-playing game. You make us all look stupid, <laughs> you're going to get really hurt. Like, this, I, they had no, they, I don't think they had any fight. She didn't have any fight in her. I'm sorry. It played It played through twice. Did you watch it again? Should I make you watch it again? Oh. Here, I'm going to try to do it. I'll make you watch it again, guys. See, she's hit, hit, just moving. Gets hit. She's just doing this in the air, their head down. There actually was a jab. And she switches stance from one side to the other, gets hit, switches stance. Just just pawing, pawing. No, nothing behind anything. She got their Naruto outfit. Points for Naruto costume, but we're not role playing here. Is this a OnlyFans commercial? I guess it is. There's one of the sponsors, right? <laughs> what the hell am I watching? A bucked up and OnlyFans commercial? Uh, actually, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, those things are going to happen, I guess. Prospects. People are gonna people can fib their way into any kind of job. And it should the other girl, that's her fault. She should have put that away. That should have been a first rounder. She should have she should have realized there was nothing on those punches. She couldn't hit her. She had no defense. And she should have put the she should have put the you know, hit the bricks. She should have floored it. She could have overwhelmed and got her out of there a lot faster. I feel like she she was looking, feeling good, making her miss. Wah, 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 wah. Look how good I am. But like every opportunity she slipped, she missed the opportunity to hit back. Just let that girl linger like a smelly fart. Turn on the fan. Let's go. Let me just smell that. All right, so that was the first night of uh, the burn knuckles. You guys a fan? Did you guys watch? Any of you guys watch the uh, watch the bare knuckles Saturday night or I'm sorry Friday night, Thursday night, both nights? I just gotta open my thing. Sorry, dudes. Tyler Durden's saying he watched on the prelims of the uh, the main 49 card or the uh, the prospects. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's that's a good call, T-ball Paul. I have not yet to see a bucked up 
at a supermarket. Yeah, is what Paul's saying. I haven't seen it anywhere either. Maybe Chris watching, Spezzy watches the show. He can ship me out of bucked up. It's I'm hearing it's the rage over there. Maybe it's just the East Coast thing. You know, maybe you can only get it in Florida. Yep. See, I'm not the only one. Tyler Durden's a stupid name. He said, he said, I just twisted one, but that girl's never been in a fight. Yeah. She thought it would be a good idea, and we get her some likes. But, uh, man. So, then we get to the, the, main, the main deal. The main deal. There's some uh, good fights. Some knockouts. The huge... Where am I? Okay. Let's share. Let's share this page. Masabo. Uh, as far as notable fights, I've seen Masabo fight a number of times. He's hardcore. Always fights hard. Um, he won an unanimous decision, but I, uh, I always recognize Masabu, Masabo's name, uh, when they announce fights coming. Who else did we have? What did I remember? good fights um the davis we've seen davis fight a number of times right we've seen davis here wrong way bingo davis uh chiffins i don't know if i've seen him fight anywhere before saying he's three and six so he's got some bare knuckle experience which we have not determined whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> whether bare-knuckle experience is good or not. I think so. there's some level of bare-knuckle experience that is good, and at a certain point, um, <laughs> it starts to be a bad thing. I guess any fight experience has that, has that arcing curve, right? It's like some experience, you need some experience, and you get to a certain point, it's like, ah, ah, too much experience, and then it's downhill from there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Davis. Howard Davis. KO run 12 over Chiffins. Who else? Who's the other big ones? There we go, Davis. Yeah, we got to put the other one on. Sorry, guys. We got to put this link on Davis so you can see him <clears throat> with a knockout. Here it is. 
right there. Oh, start from the beginning, doofus. Oh, is that where they started it from? And then show you the whole combo. Oh, come on, come on, guys. Bank, look at that. That's just ow. <laughs> That's precision. That's a nice shot. That's a nice shot. Yeah, eyeballed him right there. Dink. Davis is a vet, man. He's beginning to be one of the guys, I think. He's going to be up as one of the guys. If he continues on this trajectory, you know, like that's a number of bare-knuckle fights. He's performed very well at. I'm starting to uh, definitely notice when it's his time to fight. Looking forward to it. Howard Davis. With the first round KO. <laughs> T-Ball Paul says, I'm 0-1 in bare-knuckle backyard fights, but I beat the guy in beer pong at least. 1-1. One one. That counts. A little Beirut. We used to have a nice pink beer pong table set up in the garage back in the college days. It was glorious. You're right. Tyler and stupid names is fighting drunk is dumb. If people want to fight, they should go to a gym, gum shields, headgear, and other people and learn. That's right. Keep you out of trouble. You don't need a felony on your record, guys. That's not helping you out. It's not going to help you achieve your goals. That's for sure. What is this one? Blasting Guerra. I remember that was a. Uh, Nasty fight, blast, blasted Guerra. I've used that joke a few times, and I'm not tired of it. He keeps winning. I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> he, until he doesn't blast right through someone. They're like cutting it off. They're cutting off the good stuff, the good uh, knockdown stuff. He dropped him and Blast just said no. He said, you know, I think that's enough. I think I've had enough. Those knuckles hit different. Not the first time. Not the first time somebody has had that exact reaction to the bare knuckles. Nope. I had enough. You know what? It was a fun game. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. Oh, man. Oh, T-Ball Paul says, yeah, I was 19. It was very dumb. Yeah, we were all very dumb at 19. Pretty kind of stupid. We're at the stupidest point in our life, and we think we're the smartest. It's quite a conundrum, folks. Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, Abarola was tough. He beat Foy. I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
fight unanimous decision. I can't remember. Was Foy, Foy was just like complaining. I don't think he thought he lost, but I, I could be mistaken. I could be making that up. Um, Duran beat High Pine. KO, 48 seconds. Duran, Duran keeps winning, and it's a... Uh, it's a wild thing because that hair, that hair, man, I, I don't know about that hair. <laughs> okay, we're going to watch the hair. We're going to watch the hair. See the hair? He's got it in a ponytail, too. That's, oh, guy okay, said no. He said no. Nope. Oh, oh. Psych catch, psych, ouch. What do you think of that one, guys? Hmm? You guys want to play bare knuckles? Hmm? Let's call back and play bare knuckles, guys. <laughs> What'd you do today at work? Fun stuff, guys, fun stuff. Oh, man, sign me up. Sign us all up. Oh. Looks awful, but at the same time, you're like, hmm. Hmm. Could I do it? Is it just me? Man. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Uh, and then, yeah. Henry with the win over Shelf. First round TKO. A lot of first round TKOs. Happens in the bare knuckles all the time. Shelf that dropped said, Nope, I had enough. Cut up face a little bit. And uh, man, his opponent, Henry, Henry, what it was, wait, 150 something, 155, probably fought at. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, guy right there, Henry. I don't know. I can't remember if I've seen him fight before. He was co-main event, so I'm guessing he's probably fought a few times that I've probably seen. I'm just, you know, CTE'd a little bit and cloudy. But he's long, good reach, hits pretty hard. I uh, He's one of those guys. Is he... He's bigger than Davis. Yeah, Davis is. Yeah, that's why Davis is so wild. Because Howard Davis is 10 pounds lighter than Henry, but he's super long. He's one of those guys that's got one of them crazy tiny waist, the big long shoulders. That was like uh, Trevor Prangley. He was an 85 pounder, 205 pounder. He had like a 28 inch waist. It's nuts. Shoulders out to here. It's crazy. You're, you're not wrong, man. Topher Higgins says, looks like it would hurt hand. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's why you got to spend a lot of time conditioning your hands. But even then. You are not wrong, Stephen Bradley Jones. He says, bare knuckles. 
gives you a face for radio. I'd have to downgrade my camera quality, make it a little bit blurry. Do like that <clears throat> diamonds are forever commercials. Make them all cloudy. The main event. Slavesky and Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay's a pretty slick bare knuckle fighter. And um, I don't know. I think Slavesky was just more uh, of an athlete, if that makes sense. More, more, more physical. Not more of an athlete. That's not the right way to say it. More, more physical. It's like Iowa style in your face versus a slick, the this, this slick bare knuckle boxer with Lindsay. Let's look at uh, whatever clip they have up here. But yeah, they they threw hard. A lot of big shots. You guys good with that decision? You guys think that was correct? Um, <clears throat> I can't remember if I've seen Slavesky fight before. I thought I knew Lindsay. Is that the Lindsay from England? Because he looks different than what I thought. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm losing it, but I don't know. That's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, th I think that was the the tail of the fight was uh, just pressure. Slavesky just kept the pressure up, overwhelmed with that. Um, not necessarily a cleaner more technical striker, but he was just definitely backing him up and in his face the whole time. So that was that. The bare knuckles. So I was pretty happy with that. I was pretty happy with the fact that I got to watch two back-to-back -back days of bare knuckle fights. It was good. It was great. Um... What we got? September 2nd? Are we talking next weekend? Is that next weekend already? Today's, what, 27th? So, yeah, it's coming up. Another UFC gain, Spivak. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. See if Gain can uh, win that fight. Or Spivak's going to put himself in line for maybe a potential fight with Jones in the future. futures. Mm -hmm. New Germanis. Man in Fiorat, Benoit, St. Denis, Diago Moises, Oidsmir. Mm hmm. Okay. Some uh, some fights, some fights. I guess we'll have to watch. Keep an eye out for. I will say. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> all right, guys, thanks. Uh, uh, make sure you're uh, hitting like, sharing, subscribing, all that jazz. So uh, uh, I'm going to put a, a link in the chat.
if anybody wants to come on, have a chat and uh, ask a question, let's do it. I'm going to do it over here to the... Uh, The Brock fan. Yeah. T-Ball Paul says, look out for Benoit St. Denis. That guy is legit. I will say I have seen you fight before. Mwah. <laughs> He's very good. He's very good. That's my, that's my French. Baguette. <laughs> Croissant. I know. It's like you're in Paris right now. UFC Paris next weekend. Let's go. I hope they don't surrender. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, guys. Don't be uh, strangers. Link is in the chat. Let's do. Have you guys been keeping up with all of the uh, the best stuff that's going out from the lawsuit right now? You guys up to date with everything with the class action lawsuit? Got Judge Grant's class certification, right? You guys got that? UFC filed for appeal. So we got about 90 days to wait to see if the Ninth Circuit will take on their appeal, which is low probability. It's like 20, 25% of the time they actually do that. And this does not look like one of those times. So we'll see. <clears throat> and then uh, once that hurdle is passed, the judge set trial for April, March next year 2024 so he's moving things along the ufc was trying to combine a separate lawsuit a separate clack session lawsuit um cb dalloway and one other fighter have filed a second class action lawsuit against them that started that starts at the end of our date so a new class of fighters are going to be represented the ufc was trying to combine those two classes together which could have pushed the trial like five six years down the road so instead the judge said no kept them separate or one case and that's going to be another case that they're working for moving forward on so we're not even the only lawsuit against them right now there's two antitrust class action lawsuits going on against them so uh, that's the next step. Waiting for Ninth Circuit trial in April, March. That's what's up. Oh, cool. T-Ball Paul is called in, so we're going to do a little consult. What's up, Paul? How's it going? How's it going, man? I'm um, good. How you doing? Good. Just uh, chilling here on a Sunday night. Yeah. I keep hearing that a bunch of like juicy stuff is going to be released to the public from this lawsuit. And like, I hear a lot of stuff about 
certain managers are going to get called out and, you know, executives or whatever. Do, do you, can you like share anything that you think is going to be released or is that? Uh, no, I can't, I can't go on any like details, but um, like there's over a million documents, right? Okay. Over a million documents. So there's so many things that have come up that um, lawyers have seen and shown us but not everything has been admitted into the case. So if it's not directly admitted into the case, it, it's not going to be unsealed. It's not going to be made public. And I'm not yeah. really sure of what measures could be taken, but there's definitely stuff in there that fighters should know and should see. But if it doesn't necessarily pertain directly to this case, like there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause like, I heard stories from back in the day that like Joel Silva wrote on an email that we own the, we own MMA or something like that. And that was kind of like a big, no, that was, I, that was, uh, there's some things that have already been released through, through, um, um, through the court process already. And that, yeah, that's definitely was, that's one of the things that's being used in our, uh, cases. They have often, admitted guilt a lot of times over and over and over again, just saying certain things about owning the sport and whatever. So they, they like Dana White's their worst enemy. <laughs> just, you can just play a clip of things that he said in public and like their only thing they can say is like, Oh, well he's just putting on a show for whatever. But like, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I actually, I, um, I made a video uh, kind of explaining to people in layman's terms what the um, court case was about. And um, through like researching for that video, like I, I, my dad's an attorney, but I'm no, you know, legal expert or anything, but it was just like really cool looking at, I looked at some of the documents. It said, I think Kung Lee was the first name. It's like the, te mm -hmm. the case is technically called Lee versus Zufa or, yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, nuggets of information. I, I, I didn't read the whole thing because it's like... Well, they tried to like... Man, they tried to screw them over really bad. So they kinda, that's kind of why we led with Lee on the lawsuit. Oh, okay. They, they, they faked a failed like drug test and stuff, trying to like destroy his career. Didn't he pop for the Michael Bisbing fight for something? Or was that... Was, but was no, that it wasn't real. Oh. It was like in the fight where they were in another country and they had some other entity yeah. taking the test and the samples. Of course, it's against Michael Bisbing because he's the favorite child over there. But like that whole thing was the story Kung has is like he, uh, his manager was traveling or something and the UFC one needed him to sign an extension because it was his last fight and the contract was the Bisping fight. And he's like, well, my manager is out of town. He can't look out over the contract. I can't sign anything until... The, the contracts get, get looked at. So um, one thing led to another where he couldn't sign the contract and he went into his fight without a, another extension. So mm. like they set out to destroy him because they thought his plan was to fight his last fight and then go to strike force. Yeah. And not go to strike force, but go somewhere else. So he got he got screwed over the most out of. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people got screwed over. A lot of people bad. got screwed over, man. But it's cool that you're leading with Lee. But 
I, I was listening to I listen to Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell a lot, and they <clears throat> they really get passionate about the uh, lawsuit and you know mm. tell the viewers everything they need to know. And they were saying stuff like, "There's going to be some really damning information when it comes to managers that's going to be released, and how some managers work for the UFC rather than for their." They client. all do. And they the all do. I talk about it on the show all the time. Mind. Like it's yeah. impossible because of the the, the UFC's monopoly's been in place for more than ten years, more than a decade. They own everything. I like it. It's no different than if you had a, a government that was run by a dictator, right? Yeah. So, like, even the newspapers end up like working for the dictator. Yeah. Even the, the, press. the companies, the companies are run by the like the big companies are run by the government, like in some countries. Yeah. Well, it's so like even the news, even like the the press. Most of the press yeah. are still in some way on bended knee to the UFC. Like yeah. some of these guys. They're only starting to speak up more and more and more because they get more and more leverage because of the things come out from our lawsuits. Yeah. You know? Like if these guys would have been as, as savage and as relentless with reporting on this stuff now as they, you know, uh, back then as they are now, like I think things would have moved on a lot faster. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it took us to like move, make a move for everybody else to start moving. No, that's great. I mean, that's great that it was like 10 years. 2013 was it wasn't it 2013 when the Kate when the case started and it didn't get certificate it was it was like it took 10 years to get certified or something like uh, that. It's like 8 or 9 years. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it took the 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 written decision took forever and I was getting a little worried, but it's just that he wanted to write it perfect so they couldn't appeal yeah 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 that's that's good so hopefully but, they won't be able to appeal i don't think the ninth circuit will run to their aid yeah that's 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 what i'm hearing so and people are saying the trial will start march maybe if if this appeal doesn't get doesn't go through in the next 90 days the the trial will start in march that's i think so that'll be that'll be great <laughs> be great to start making moves that's crazy. No. Yeah. Who managed uh, you in your uh, career? Zinkin, Zinkin Entertainment, oh, yeah. for a while. They're, they I, have, I think they're out. I don't think they represent anybody anymore. They represent, didn't they represent Rockhold, and, Rockhold, and Liddell and um, Cormier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I, I've well, Kane and I was there too, and then Kane ended up leaving, and yeah. <clears throat> but it's like. What I don't get is like, say Zinkin also represented GSP and Tiago Alves and all of the other guys that were in the mix with you at welterweight. Like, wouldn't that be weird? Like, having. What's that? I said, what if Zinkin were to represent GSP and Alves and all the yeah, other? Yeah, no, exactly. And then, like, it was bad enough. Me, Swick, and uh, Koscheck were all right around the same spot. But like, I don't know, man. They just. They play favoritism, you know, they're going to have certain guys they like more. They're going to give those guys more opportunities to fight. Maybe they have financial ties. Your manager could have side deals with the gym owners or something. <laughs> oh, he gets more kickbacks from the, he gets kickbacks from each fight from this gym. So like he, he's less likely to give uh, fighters from your gym fights. Because, oh, I'm, I make an extra 5% with this guy. Well, I'm going to keep giving him the fights. I'm not going to be going to offer them to your guys because I get paid more. 
Yeah. Like all these things can pop up. And like the idea that these guys can represent 300 guys, 200 guys, it's insanity. Like you have limits. Every other professional sport has limitations on how many managers can have, how many players a manager can have in that yeah, sport. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's well, I mean, in baseball, it's different because, like, you know, it's not like these guys are like competing against each other like like fighters do because i i just i just don't know how like if i was managing justin gaethje and conor mcgregor like how could i have someone's best interest in mind when they're both trying to fight each other you know it's just like yeah it's a very odd thing to me well i and the same i mean yeah it's all it's all stupid (laughs) yeah i mean i mean if you actually I don't know. In boxing, if you actually represented two of the same guys, it's not as bad because they get to look at the finances. They get to see the the financial history of what the promoter's making and where the money's going. So, like, you're not gonna back. He can't. You can't be backdoored. You at least have yeah. some fail safes on the financial spectrum of things. But what if like a manager knows that you know? the eighth guy can beat the number one guy and then he tries to make that matchup happen. You know, it's like, cause I'm sure like, <clears throat> I'm sure Ali knows, maybe he knows that Benil can beat Islam and doesn't want to book that fight or something. You know, it's like, that's yeah. just like, it takes the, it takes the meritocracy out of it, but we all know that meritocracy. Or even worse, he knows who can be the guy and he wants to keep that guy away. Because yeah. The guy, the guy who's better isn't sellable. Yeah, nobody, exactly. nobody likes him. He doesn't talk. He doesn't. He's not interested in learning English. Yeah, you know. I bet a lot of stuff like that is gonna come out in the lawsuit. Probably. That's. that's I like, guarantee. I know it does. I know it. I know it's gonna be issues. <laughs> like, that was that was what I wanted to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, thanks, T-ball, Paul. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Appreciate All right. You. Good luck with thanks. everything. Have a great yeah, Sunday. Man. I'll see you. All right. All right, guys. See, harmless. Have some guts. Call in. Jessica with the comments saying, it's literally a great awakening with everything you fighters deserve. Your sovereignty away from that money harvesters. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um... Ma'am, this is this is true. I mean, it's no different. Like that's why I don't get too bent out of shape. I understand. I don't like it, but I understand a little bit. Right? Tadras Sudam says, "Hard to tell the truth about the guys who pay you and will ruin or kill your career if you do." Yeah, and it, it goes back to like some of the stuff I studied in school around antitrust law and. Um, uh, unions like organizing people groups organizing together trying to get better rights and, and stuff from their employers and some people just they're just afraid they're afraid of power like they really believe that they're subservient to the people who pay them there's like a psychological bending of knee or something it's like oh this person's handing me a check and I, I'm beneath them rather than you know, in this situation, especially your your partners with them, they actually work for you. Promoter actually works for you. 
he shouldn't feel like that. You know, he should feel that you should be allowed to st stand up for yourself. But that's the thing. What one of one of the tricks that's been played is like UFC convinced people that fighters are their employees, and the fighters have it in the back of their head. But you see that with you know the union busting and the antitrust stuff back in the day. You know, people are afraid to to not go to their job. They're afraid to strike. They're afraid to stand up for something that's they know is right and better. Even if they say it in the back room or they say it behind closed doors, they just won't take the risk. But every single one of them, every single one of them that was too afraid to take that risk, who may be secretly supported in the dark, all of them, they'll all cast their checks. When this case is said and done, every last one of them will cash their checks. I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> we should we should put a a, a, a real-time clock or something up so you guys can see it. Who cashes their checks? Which guy said nothing? Which guy's opposed? Which guy supported? And how fast each one cashed their checks? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. I don't care, though. As long as the, uh, the guys who need the damages get them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do. All right, guys. I think it's about time to go. Nobody else is calling in. We got nobody else calling in. Everything good. Everybody good. Uh All right, y'all. Take it easy, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful evening, wonderful Sunday night. Hope your Monday is great tomorrow. Thank you very much. I'll